You're listening to the Divestopedia Exit Strategy Podcast, where we interview entrepreneurs who have sold their companies and the advisors that help them. We elicit expert advice from exit planners, attorneys, merger and acquisition experts, accountants, business appraisers, and financial advisors, all with a goal of educating you about the sales process. Make sure to visit us on the web at divestopedia.com to see more of our resources for entrepreneurs who want to sell their business for the best price and terms. Whether you are thinking of selling, have started a sales process, or are post-deal, we aim to arm you with the knowledge required to maximize value and limit your downside risk. And now, here's your host, Noah Rosenfarb, a CPA and personal CFO to business owners planning their transition. Hello, everyone, and welcome. It's Noah Rosenfarb with another episode of our Divestopedia Exit Strategy Podcast. Today's guest is Michael Carter. He's the CEO of Biz Equity, which is the first patented and leading online business valuation service. It's really exciting to have him on the show because not only does Michael have this great technology that he's created, but he's got a background uh, that'll be interesting to all of our listeners in venture capital, private equity, technology startups, and, uh, and more. So, Michael, thanks for joining us. Noah, thanks for having me. So before we start talking about your latest venture in biz equity, take me back through your career when you were deploying capital for other people and you were working as an entrepreneur. Share with me some of the stories that you had of building businesses and, and how business valuation got ingrained in you as a key, to, key measure for success for businesses. No, sure. So, you know, as Noah mentioned, I started my career actually in business consulting and then had uh, a few software companies from there and was chief marketing and business development officer of U.S. Interactive, which was one of the first publicly traded internet companies in the internet services arena. So kind of web 1.0. So, you know, went through that. And then after that, found at my second software company and then was lucky enough to work for my mentor, a gentleman by the name of Warren Pete Musser. And Pete was a founding investor of Comcast, QVC, Novell, and over 500 companies. And he's a legend in East Coast venture capital. And you know, we did a lot of private equity and venture work together you know, over the course of the last 10 years. And valuation became first and foremost because the end of all the sessions with all the entrepreneurs, I noticed that you know, Pete would really ask one question with a silver bullet, which was, what do you think your business is worth? And no matter how sophisticated the entrepreneur or market opportunity they were pitching, whether it be you know, information technology, software, stuff in the cloud, all the latest trends in technology, or even you know, a retail roll-up strategy, every entrepreneur has, was hesitant about asking, answering the valuation question. And really because it was art, art, and science, and you know, they really just didn't know. And we looked at one company in particular, together, which was called Power Up Manufacturing. It's still a business in, in Amherst, New York. And we visited Power Up, and I remember asking the two gentlemen that were the founders in their 60s, what do you think your business is worth? And they were in the lithium-ion or are in the lithium-ion battery-making business. Pretty successful, less than $10 million in revenues, what I'll say, over a million dollars in earnings. And they said, oh, I don't know, two times. And I said, two times revenue? And they said, no, two times earnings. And I remember boarding my little U.S. Airways commuter flight thinking, you know, what a shame they were in Boston and not Buffalo or Austin or let alone San Francisco or New York. They would know that their business was probably worth two to three times revenue. 
because it's in a hot lithium-ion battery-making space. It has a high gross margin. So you remember thinking it's an access issue, right? It's an access to knowledge issue. And, and the stuff you're doing, Noah, today, and you've done with your shows and with the website, you know, you get the whole point that it's all about how can you help educate and kind of democratize knowledge and bring it to the people that really need it. And that's how valuation became so important to me. And I wanted to solve this problem. So in, in terms of valuation, when you were uh, working as a venture capitalist, what were the tools you, you've used historically to help you value companies? Yeah, it's really just comps, right? And feel. So the idea being, you know, you kind of know a pre-revenue company with a, a decent entrepreneur, you know, maybe not a you know, A-plus Silicon Valley entrepreneur, but a decent entrepreneur with you're kind of in that two to four million pre-money valuation space with an A-plus entrepreneur, maybe it's four to six million. And, you know, and that's pre-revenue. Post-revenue, it was always a multiple of next year's uh, revenue numbers if it was a uh, growing technology company. And, you know, you basically take investment banking reports. We did it off of comparables, but it was more art than science and kind of gut feel. And, you know, my mentor, Pete Musser, has a great saying, which is always the projections that you're shown in these venture meetings, divide it in half and see if it works. Divide the half in half and see if it lives meaning the projections of the company and the capital that they seek. Um, and that was more from a capital utilization perspective. But for the value, it was really just based on comps. And it was more art than science, which I think, you know, in the early stages is more applicable. But as a company develops, it has to be a science. And what we figured out was there wasn't an easy way to find that data because you could buy licenses to comparable databases, but they were to three to $5,000 per seat per user. And often it was only just for one industry category. Yeah. So historically, you know, I've testified as an expert witness in court on how much businesses were worth and, you know, how much money people made from those companies. And my reports, you know, they, they were probably 25000 to $50,000, depending on the layers of complexity and sophistication. And occasionally we'd have the ability to do what we called like a rule of thumb valuation, you know, letter report, which was five grand or 7,500. But, you know, there was a lot of time and effort that we invested in figuring out the art piece. So the science clearly was available through the databases that we had to pay a lot of money to access. But the art was really the difference in professionals. And the reason I'd end up testifying is because, you know, when I applied my art, uh, an opposing expert applied theirs and we had uh, differing numbers. So what did you see in terms of the experience on the sell side when you were looking to exit companies and figure out evaluation? Was the art and the science mix a little bit different than it was when you were investing in the early stage? I think so. As mentioned, right, in the early stage venture business, you know, it, I think it is more art than science. In the later stage, it's definitely more science because there's revenue and comps to point to. And it's really important as an entrepreneur to focus on not just what the value is today, but what the value would be if put into the particular acquirer's channel, right? How it could accelerate your performance or your future revenue or earnings potential and what that would do. So a lot of times as an entrepreneur, right, if you really believe in what you're doing, the pro forma is really, you know, you're viable from a business basis or from a valuation basis. And that's what you want to sell off of, meaning your long-term in revenue growth or long-term bit of margin growth, because that'll help trigger and drive a lot of the premium around the valuation of the business as an owner, operator, or entrepreneur. So how did you birth this idea? Was this your idea to create biz equity? 
Yeah, so, you know, my idea in the sense of building what we built with his equity, and it was really born from that commuter flight to Buffalo, New York, from Philadelphia, thinking you can find a house, your home price, right, through Zillow. You can find your car price through TrueCar. But for your biggest asset, for most small business owners or most estate planners working with small business owners, is their business. And there was no easy way online to help you ascertain that value. And that was how it was born. We were able, and my original concept was called the Business Genome Project, so kind of Pandora, but for businesses, the idea of being successful businesses leave clues and patterning that with big data. And then I was lucky enough to be able to acquire assets from Advanta, which were called biz equity, and merge it into what I was doing. So yeah, the initial kernel was certainly kind of my idea born on a flight four or five years ago, four and a half years ago from Buffalo to Philly. Well, we're at my firm, Freedom Business Advisors, you know, we're avid users of your software, and we refer to it as the Zillow for business. (laughs) So, you know, what we tell owners is, you know, have you you ever gone on Zillow to see what the value of your house is worth? And, you know, almost inevitably, all of them say yes. We say, okay, well, you know, is is it right? And they say, no, you know, that, you know, my, my bathroom was just renovated or, you know, the, they, they don't know about how the, the fancy tile I have outside in my, uh, my backyard and my landscaping. And I say, yeah, but it gives you an idea, right? It puts you in a ballpark. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we say, okay, well, you know, we've got the Zillow for business owners if you want to see what your business is worth. So. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. Tell me how, how it's evolved. And maybe, you know, tell me who's using it, how are they using it, and how is it being helpful to business owners and advisors owners? No, sure. So we have the, the privilege of being able to say, as, as you mentioned earlier, we're the only patented way to do it online. And we're the largest now global business valuation company in terms of number of companies valued. So we valued to date over 13 million and 100,000 plus businesses in every day, kind of like... Uh, I'll date myself a bit, but remember the old McDonald's signs where you would go past McDonald's and would say how many millions of burgers or billions of burgers were served before it was digital? We we have the same thing off of our website, off of bizequity.com, where we'll tell you how many businesses we valued in real time. So, And how people are using it is it's a, you know, business owners as a gut check for tax planning at the end of the year. We've had even be utilized in divorce cases where somebody just wants to understand the value of the business and ascertain it for a low low fee. And But really, I think where we're getting a lot of the, the lift and a lot of the usage now is people like you and your firm that are doing it to help your clients and to help your prospects better understand their value because at the end of the day, to do proper estate planning or to make sure that they're insured properly or to make sure they have enough capital, this is the trigger question. And, you know, as you mentioned, before us, there wasn't an easy and cost-effective way and fast way to do it online. And so we're real proud of the fact that we're trying to help educate the market and help people get more value from their business, help advisors, you know, be more valuable to their business-owning clients, help agents become advisors. And that's really been the lift for us. And, and we're really excited about where we're going. You know, there's an easy group that, that of naysayers, let's say, you know, especially people that are in the field that I was in that, you know, valued business as a profession and charged twenty-five dollars to $50,000 for reports. What do you say to them when they say, well, you know, this is, there's so much art involved in what we do that, you know, you can't replicate it through a, through a computer model. What are some of the stories you might tell to combat that? Yeah, so so before I tell the stories, which we're, we're we're getting more and more every week, so it's really exciting. 
is just, you know, to make everybody, I think, feel more comfortable in the certified business valuation space. I think it's important what this is and what it's not, right? So what it is, it's the only patented way online to get a value of your business in real time. In less than 10 minutes, you can print out a 23-page report on the, your business, four different valuation figures, and so on and so forth. And that tells you about it all online. So I'm not going to talk about the product today in too much detail. But what it isn't is we're not verifying that the data entered is accurate. Our view is much like Google's, which is if you're going to spend time and go into our online product where over $7 million has been spent in R&D, you're not hopefully wasting your time and putting in phony numbers because at the end of the day, it's like a Google search. If I was looking for a sushi restaurant in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, Noah, I'm not going to say I'm looking for a sushi restaurant in Omaha, Nebraska, because it doesn't make sense. So our view is if somebody's going to spend over you know, 180 seconds on our site, 94% of the time, and from our analysis, it's accurate data. So, you know, I think it's, a, and you know, much like I think Intuit fought early on in the early 90s when they started the accounting channel and accountants saying, wait a minute, who's this upstart software company from California? They're getting into our revenue stream. We're accountants and people have to come to us and sit with us. And what Intuit did so elegantly, right, is work with the accounting channel and basically say to the accounting channel, no, 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 we're democratizing the ability to help people get refunds through TurboTax. And oh, by the way, they can still work with you. And over time, we're going to grow the pie. And it's really analogous to what we're doing in the valuation space. We have one of the foremost leaders, Scott Gabart, who wrote the book, The Business Valuation Book. He's our head of valuation support and services. Everything we do is factually accurate from a systems perspective. But we're not sitting there saying, here's a letter to verify that the data entered is accurate. That's still the valuation, generally accepted valuation professionals in the area or the accounting folks in the area. And we view them over time, Noah, as a huge channel for us. So what our view is, is today, valuation market is a $2.8 billion market, 99% done offline, right? In the future, we think it should be a $50 billion market in 20 years because what's more important than the valuation of your business when you're running the business? So what we're trying to do is expand the pie and still work with the channel in those cases where you need a certified letter for an IRS case. That's not us, right? In those cases where you need expert testimonial from people like Noah, that's not us. So it's important to know what you are and what you're not. And we're a software system to help people understand their value um, so they're in a better position going forward. Well, you know, I guess uh, I'd add to that because we're a great supporter of biz equity and, and the work you're doing and the results that it creates for clients. The people that say yes to us would never spend the money to have a valuation done by a traditional professional services firm. There, yeah. There's no need for it. But this service provides them a tremendous value and gives them access. And, and it gets them to begin to understand the value of having a valuation done and measuring value. And I believe, like you do, that it will actually lead to more professional service work for the owner in the future because they'll have a better understanding of the value of the, the art behind it when they do get into, you know, an experts type report versus a computer software solution. So No, great, great point, great point. So uh, but do share with me some of the stories you were telling me before the call in the green room about a, a company that just closed um, this past weekend. Yeah, this is an amazing story, and it's we're we're real excited about it because I think from a numbers perspective, it's one of the largest we've seen on people how they get value from our tool is a local investor in the Philadelphia area 
dad had invested in a SAP consulting company. So SAP is a large German software company for everybody that doesn't know and one of the biggest in the world. And there are a lot of small businesses that have been created over the last 30 years that specialize in putting SAP software into places, right, into businesses. And this business was in the warehouse and logistics space, and they were consultants to SAP product or manufacturing business. And they built a nice business over the course of the last six years. The principal was in Canada, and my and this gentleman had invested in the business and was really the chairman of the company. And they were looking to exit the business because the uh, SAP warehousing and logistics space was, in their opinion, getting commoditized. They went to a local investment bank, boutique bank that charges you know twenty five to fifty thousand dollars retainers. And one of the things they do in the retainer is they value the business. David paid this retainer. They came back and said, oh, the business is worth 8 to $10 million in an auction process, which is a typical process that a lot of investment banks go through with the business. So he contacted us and said, you know, how do I use your product? I've heard about your product in the local media. So I said, well, you know, here's, we emailed him. Here's access to the system. You know, here's what it costs, so on and so forth. He signed up. We came back with a, a figure of, 18 to $21 million in the three different core valuation areas, the asset, the equity, and the enterprise in our report. He then, based on that, changed the investment bank. We actually referred an investment bank just as a, you know, as a favor for a user. We do that sometimes. Um, we didn't get any fee. We referred an investment bank by the name of Janie Montgomery Scott. Um, I, I had a friend um, that ran their technology practice. Janie took them on board. And they sold the business last week. Um, they finally closed on Friday of last week for, for well, I, I'll say the number, north of $20 million. So in the range that we provide it. So he is a, I think we're taping him this week because he's so excited about it. In his view, we saved him and his shareholders $11 million. So it's such an amazing story because, you know, we're used to helping people save or show that the company is worth hundreds of thousands more than they thought never to this magnitude, right? So $11 million is, you know, he saved on a on an expenditure of $365 with us. So his name's David Julian. The, the, the company was called Logistar, and we're really excited about it. Yeah, I had a, a similar instance with one of our clients, not quite as, uh, you know, it wasn't definitive, but when we asked the owner what he thought his business was worth, he said $20 million. And we did the uh, biz equity report for him, and it came back at $40 million. And Oh, my so, God. Uh, so he says, wow, you know, like, I had no idea. I can't believe it. This is, you know, this is amazing. But, oh, by the way, my wife just booked first-class tickets instead of coach. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I like but, that. You know, again, it's the power of knowledge. And I think a lot of business owners don't really know what their business is worth and the conversations we have with them, especially at the smaller end of the, the kind of the lower middle market. People will say, you know, I think the business is worth, you know, two to four million. Well, the difference between two million and four million for someone's retirement is like, it, you know, it's night and day. It's a, it's three vacations a year versus uh, staycations. You know, it's treating your grandchildren to uh, part of their college education or not. You know, these are these become substantial lifestyle changes when people look at the range in such a broad distinction. And and what we're helping them do is narrow that range and and create better expectations for clients. No, absolutely. And and to your point, Noah, when you know your value, you know what you need to protect. 
There's the industry stats that 50% of businesses are underinsured. 40% of business owners don't have life insurance even. So I know for myself as a business owner, one of the first things I did knowing the value of this equity was purchase a whole life product for my, my wife and, and my expanding family, my dog, my cat, and a new child on the way. So it's critical because business valuation is kind of this on-ramp question to a lot of important financial decisions that I know that you and your firm and others listening on this call help business owners with. Yeah. Well, we're a little bit tight on time today, so maybe I'm going to just give you an open floor and say, what else would you like to share with our listeners? And feel free to break it into, you know, what what business owners should be thinking about, and maybe what advisors to owners should be thinking about. Some of the case studies, right? I would like to share. So, there's an owner of a rug company in New Mexico, and this was on Fox. Fox did a piece on us on Fox Business Online, and. Um, you know, she didn't know her business was worth really anything. She was just going to shut it down. She found us online through Google. The valuation of her business came back in, you know, at a, at a good sum, low millions. And we saved her the ability of just shutting down her business versus get profiting from it. There, we have numerous cases around this from the small business owner perspective. And then also on the advisor side, Chris Reem from your firm, I believe Noah, um, has a great case study where there were 14 small business clients that had, you know, he couldn't get meetings with that had turned him down. He offered this tool working with your firm and them and, um, and sitting down with them. And I believe he got 10 meetings from it and even closed one or two opportunities from it. So, you know, I think it's really what you said, Noah. It, it's spreading. I think if you're coming from a good spot as a business owner with a solution that people actually need and you're trying to help them solve a problem. And I think valuation is this problem that, to your earlier point, they haven't been able to afford before because it costs anywhere from the average price of valuation is $7,500 and it takes four to six weeks. But really the good ones um, historically offline have been even north of $20,000. And what we've been able to do is make it literally $365 and give them access all year per company the ability to do that, but really to work with their advisor to walk them through that. And, you know, the word advisor is such an important and, and, and sometimes overplayed term, but but more and more advisors with tools like Biz Equity and tools like, you know, other tools that are out there, not in the valuation space, but maybe in the accounting space like Intuit or wealth planning or estate planning tools that are out there are really helping small businesses better plan for the future. And if you think about it, with the baby boomer generation, close to 8 million businesses. So let me say this again, 8 million businesses in the next 10 years are going to change hands. And if, you know, three quarters of them don't know what their value is, which is the industry stats that are out there, that means there's, you know, over 6 million businesses that don't know what they're worth. And the ramifications of that are horrible for their shareholders, for their families, you know, for not being adequately prepared, as you said, about the two versus $4 million example. And we're happy to be able to have this solution that we private label and we work with advisors like your firm uh, to really help the business owner get more prepared and spread this knowledge. So, and I'm, I'm very, you know, happy to be on your show. You know, I've heard multiple things about the show and your firm. So it's a real pleasure, Noah, and you know I look forward to hopefully coming on again in the future. And any questions that anybody has, I can be reached at M Carter M C A R T E R at BizEquity.com. Uh, you know, love to help anybody that 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 uh, has any questions.
Terrific. Well, thanks so much for coming on today. For all our listeners, you can always reach me, Noah, at freedomadv.com or visit us at freedomadv.com. Please uh, feel free to send your comments and uh, questions in to me. And obviously, if you have some feedback that you could leave on iTunes and rate us on iTunes, that's always helpful for us as well. Don't forget to share this with a friend. We look forward to having you back on another episode. Thanks so much, and uh, God bless. Thanks for listening to the Divestopedia Exit Strategy Podcast. Make sure to visit us on the web at divestopedia.com to see more of our resources for entrepreneurs who want to sell their business for the best price and terms. Whether you are thinking of selling, have started the sales process, or are post-deal, we aim to arm you with the knowledge required to maximize value and limit your downside risk. If you have any questions about today's podcast, you can contact your host, Noah Rosenfarb, a CPA and personal CFO to business owners planning their transition at 855-540-0400. Please be sure to rate us on iTunes and give us your feedback. Until next time, this is the Divestopedia Exit Strategy Podcast.